and welcome to episode 55 of the Worldwide Shells pod. Uh, not a good day, uh, I'm just going to get straight to it, um, but another episode, another day. This will be kind of a bit of a therapy session for everyone listening, including me and the guests that are on. Um, so to introduce first to our main guest, which is Marv, how are you doing? Hello brother, I'm doing terribly, how are you doing? Likewise, unfortunately, ruined my weekend. Yeah. And second guest, welcoming back Jesters. How are you? I waited two weeks for that. Two weeks. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's what really frustrated me as well. We just went through that shit international break, watching England be just average at best. And I, I didn't see, obviously, the USA games, but I imagine the same for Jesters. It wasn't the best. And then... We come to this game and then we get absolutely pasted by possibly one of the worst teams in the division, which is very frustrating. But um, we'll just start off with, obviously, the West West Brom game, 5-2, probably the worst defeat in a very long while, um, despite there being many defeats that have been very similar. Um, but for, we'll just have an open discussion right now. So, guys... What went wrong in the game? Well, I, I think you can... First of all, it, it went wrong before the game even started. It really did go wrong. Um, and I don't like doing excuses. And so you can say this is an excuse or, or maybe an explanation, but international break sucks. Bad. And when you can't have your best 11 on the field because of an international break, there's something seriously wrong with that. Uh, so it's really started before the game because obviously our selection was based on those who came back late. Uh, they didn't want to push the players. So uh, you get the starting 11 that you did. And um, you have Jorginho set up Tiago for his first red card in five minutes into the game. I mean, a yellow card uh, on his way to a red card five minutes into the game. And, uh, you know, it just looked, it looked like everybody was out of place. Like uh, everybody had been off for six or seven months. They just didn't look cohesive. The passing was off. And uh, you get what you got uh, after 29 minutes and you play 60 minutes. and. Uh, exposed uh what uh, Tuchel's been papering over really is uh the reason we play the formation we play is because our midfield is very very bad defensively and uh it got exposed very badly along with some very 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 bad play by uh, a few people so yeah I mean Marv what do you think yeah, well, um, I think the, the formation is good and all of this stuff. I think uh, the, the biggest problem is just uh, individually terrible performances is what cost uh, the result. So originally, I mean, you know, the red card uh, definitely cost us the match. Actually, I, I tweeted a second, they got the equaliser. I was like, OK, we've lost now. And uh, then it just went worse. But um, I think that the problem are individual performances. There are some players that are just not good enough to play at this club, and it gets even more glaringly obvious. I mean, 
losing 2-5 at home to West Brom is not being mentioned enough of how embarrassing that actually is. We should be doing better than that with nine men, which we essentially had because every shot was a goal uh, from West Brom, which is one of the culprits. Every single shot is an insta-goal. And, uh, you know, the red card was just... It was a red as well. And, he, and to be honest, he cannot complain. He was lucky not to get sent off for the first foul that he made. Um, where he just pulled the player down who was in on goal. I was shocked he only got a yellow for that in the first place. Um, the pass from Jorginho that put him in trouble both times was absolutely pathetic. And when you're talking about those errors and they still weren't the worst player, then you know you've got trouble. Zuma is absolutely, absolute toilet. My son is better than Zuma and he can't even walk. Um, you know, just absolutely embarrassing. We got... How bad? This wouldn't even happen to me, and I can't even fucking head the ball. Um, the, the goalkeeper long-balled it, went all the way over, bounced over Zuma, and they've scored a goal. I mean, this is a professional player that's being paid in the double tens, thousands a week to do shit like this. The guy cannot pass the fucking football. I mean, he's absolute joke. And he has been for a long time. He had a purple patch in the last season, but still cost the CFA Cup as well. I mean, he got completely done over there as well. And it's, it's mistake after mistake with him. And it's not just him. I mean, the red card for himself was stupid. Jorginho was toilet. Um, it, I can probably pick about three or four players that didn't embarrass themselves today. Absolutely shocking. But at least four of them cost us the match. And I'm calling them all out. Mendy, Zuma, Silva, and Jorginho were all minus ones. Yeah, I mean, for me... I, I, there's so many different reasons that people could state, but I think the overarching end of it is that we have too many players that are simply not good enough to even be in the squad, let alone starting lineup. And that, in a way, as ba- with some of the decisions that he did today, I think were strange. It just commends Tuchel's system that for so long in these last two months we've been not found out by teams because there are the system now covers the absolute frailties of six seven players in the squad and today i think arguably you could say all them six seven players i think i won't bother mentioning the names because i think everyone could probably list the names right down down um they were all shown today and it wasn't just one player. I think on to the idea of the silver sending off, I think, I think the only reason that he wasn't sent off in the first place was because Zuma, I think, was close enough that you could argue Zuma could have got... Um, he wasn't exactly a complete last man, which is why I can understand the yellow instead of the red. But the second one, no excuse. I heard people saying it wasn't a red, and I thought, you just... You're completely fooling yourself if you think it's not a red. Um, And it's just... I don't even blame... I blame Silver for doing it. But I don't think he shouldn't have even... It shouldn't even got to him in the first place. Again, Jorginho both times loses the ball stupidly in his own half. And then when it comes to Jorginho in the second one, he makes a half-assed challenge like he always does because he can't be bothered to tackle. And then it gets to Silver anyway. If, if Jorginho could tackle probably, it would have never even got to a Silver in that second that second opportunity, which it's just, ah, uh, it just pisses me off. And 
that it's just so many things that went wrong today. I think you, uh, do you know what I'm going to name? I, I was going to just be nice on people, but I'm not. Zuma, absolute donkey. I, I I can't believe that I was backing him last season. I mean, he this season he's really shown that he just simply isn't good enough. Christensen went back to the old AC again today. We talk about the first goal. Yes, I think Zuma was at fault because he was too far. He he did he was ahead the ball, didn't know where the fuck he was. Positioning was all off. But at the same time, Andreas Christensen was the one that. Um, kept the uh, kept the shot. I can't remember was it Diango or whatever his name is onside, and was looking right at the player when the ball was coming in and didn't seem to do anything to try and uh, help the situation at all. Which is again typical Christensen. He also got bullied off the ball again today. Uh, for me, an absolute waste of a substitution. I think is the probably the one thing I will critique Tuka on was reverting back was putting that, making that sub in the first place, which I understand why he done it because we've got such an incompetent midfield, but oh, it's just it was just such a waste of a substitution. It frustrates me. Alonso just again showed his typical performance, absolute dire. Um, Jorginho, worst player on the pitch. Kovacic turned up for about ten minutes and then went back into his old self. And yeah. I mean, Mendy, he did make one or two good saves, but generally for a couple of the goals just wasn't good enough. Out of the seven shots that were on his goal or whatever it was. Yeah, but yeah, but he did. I think there was one or two saves that he did make. I'm like, if we had Kepper in goal, would have been all of them in because um, Kepper's just useless. But yeah. and there are some, like the first one, I think people are arguing that he was too far out on his line. I'd, I'd argue you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't in that situation because if he just sits back on his line, the, the, because the defence is so high up, it just gives the time for the player to knock it down and then just pull it either corner. So I think that was one of them situations where you, ugh, I can't really blame Mendy for. The other one where he got chipped was absolutely disgraceful. But again, I make the point that it should Mendy shouldn't be in half of them positions because worst one was the, the third one. Worst one was the oh, third. Oh yeah, the third one. Follies it into the goal, doesn't even flap his arm at it. The yeah, chip but... was bad as well. The first goal, I don't blame him for. I mean, that was just Zuma completely lost his man, and he's in on goal. Is he going to do that? Um, but the, he should at least be saving one or two of those. Yeah, but it's just I, 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 half of them opportunities he shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be getting to him at that point if the defense was it, the defense was open like a fucking prostitute today it's like uh, the legs wide open ready for the ball to come in score oh it was just absolutely disgraceful today and even the attacks Ziek was just dreadful Oof, that that counter attack where he just like whacked the ball forward. What oh, it, 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 I need, I threw my laptop on the floor at that point, and uh, you missed uh, out. You missed out. You missed out criticism for another one. One of the ones that walk on water because if Reese James scores that one on one. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I was, I was coming. I was coming to Reese James next. I think I'll, I'll, I'll give him a little bit of credit in terms of I think in the attacking part he did better than he usually yeah. does. And he was a lot more, a bit more direct today, but that chipped fucking ball, I do not understand what the fuck that was. And that's where I give Jorginho a little bit of slack. Like, 
I don't think there was much Jorginho could have done with that header. I think he could have done a little bit better, but why the fuck Reese James has given him that chip ball in the first place? Like that alone, just anything he done positive in that game just went with that exact one moment, and it was just absolutely dreadful. And again, everyone's defending Reese James because it's not the agenda people want to um, bring up. And I've had a lot of. I've already had quite a lot of hate on Twitter today, saying, "Oh, you you're going at the same players." Nope, I'll go for Reese James as well. I'll go for everyone because simply that result is embarrassing, and no one is, no one can hide from that criticism, personally, because it's it's just dreadful. I just, I I don't I, I don't even know what to say because it's just it happens all the time. It gave me not. It just gave me flashbacks of Sheffield United, countless number of Bournemouth games we had because you know we always lose to Bournemouth, um, Manchester City six nil, and it's just I, I feel like it's all the same players that make the same mistakes, yet none well, of the them. Six no, nil, the six nil. A lot of that was on Ross Barkley mistakes. Oh yeah, but we still haven't got rid of him yet. That's the yeah. problem. I think <laughs> that that was that was a. a I mentioned on Worldwide Chelsea's YouTube stream, we we need to stop looking at managers in terms of because so, I heard again too, there's a lot a lot of slack on Tuchel. I think there's he made mistakes, oh, come but on. we need to stop. We need to stop even with Lampard and Sarri to an extent. They there was yeah. problems in their in these in their games. The overarching problem is there's simply too many players in this fucking team are not good enough to wear the shirt at this level. And it's yeah. and then you go up top to the board that can't fucking get rid of these players. And it causes a massive problem. I don't for me, Tuchel unless he does unless he just goes completely off the boil like Lampard did. I'm good. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and not give them as en- hardly any slate. If it's a player, if it's players that are not pit, uh, performing, I'm going full out on these players because these players get protected yeah. so much. And I've got people That's today funny. that go, "Oh, but Leicester lost, so it's, let's put some positive spin on this. We lost five <laughs> two to fucking West Brom." I don't think anyone could put any positive spin on that. We, if anything, it's for, it's it's a. It's even worse because we could have gained three points on them. This was the chance to gain three points on them. Oh, and, gee, I, I don't even know. Someone continue because I'm, I'm just, I need to take a breath. Let's let Jester's back in. <laughs> no, I've got, you're entertaining me. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, you just, I guess I'm still at the disappointment stage. I, it's just I'm shocked that we came out and we played like that. Uh, I guess I shouldn't be because at some point you knew it was going to happen. I knew that we were going to have one of these stinkers at some point because it's just the way we are. I didn't think it would be today. Uh, but looking back at it, I mean, if, if you take everything in, to, uh, in total and you look at you know, no content. So, Jorginho, who has been injured, has to come back. So, you know he's not match sharp. Playing Tiago, who's not match sharp, coming back from injury behind him. 
with Zuma who can't play in a back three because Rudiger came back from late from Germany. And Aspie, who is, I guess he's aged 10 years in the last two games because his legs are gone. He's got no speed left. Um, and then, of course, you've got no Havertz. Um, you've got really no Mount because he was knackered when he came on. He, he just didn't look himself. Um, it was just a perfect storm. And, uh, you know, maybe people will wake up and see the investment that needs to be made in the central midfield. Um, people need to go out. People need to come in. Um, I'm a big fan of Frank Kessie. I think him and Conte there would be pretty hard to handle for most teams. Would allow us to go back to a back four. But right now, um, Conte needs to get um, fit quick. And if he's going to be out for four games is what they said, but it's what I hear, four games, he might miss both legs of Porto. Then I want to see a pivot of Mount and Kovacic. And um, that would give us more tact going forward. And I don't, I, I still think it's a better de- defensively than uh, the Jovicic uh, pivot. And uh, I guess the other downer, um, the substitution that should have been made at halftime wasn't made because uh, Pulisic has a bad hamstring again. Oh, that, that, that just. It made me laugh watching that video. It just, I, 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 I love to, I, I love to defend him, but how can you get injured with just jogging onto a pitch? My God! It, 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 it just, it was just summed up the day of just disappointment to see well, that happen. I was just like, oh no! I, I have to believe that they've told him anything that you feel you have to report and take yourself out of the game because he didn't do anything. So it, and it might be one of those things is when you think something's going to happen, you you know, you kind of make it happen. You wish it into existence. So if he's worried about a hamstring injury and he goes, it's a little tight, maybe I'll take myself. It has to be something like that. I refuse to believe that at 22, 22, your body is breaking down that fast. There has to be an issue that we don't know about. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, I, I looked at him and was like, how, oh, like, what what have you done? And it wasn't like one of them things where it's, it's it, he might have done it earlier in the game and he's just cut, walked on to test it. When, when he came off and Tuchel, went to Tuchel, Tuchel was as surprised as anyone. So it, it was obvious that it wasn't a concern from before in the match when Pulisic's done it in the game. He literally at that point's done it and it worries it honestly it worries me. Like I, I get that some young players do have this and sometimes it is a thing where as they grow into their men's body, which doesn't come till you're about twenty five some in some people, that it may he may just grow out of it. But can can we rely on I I I know he's a talent he's talented and he's got the highest some of the highest potential on the team but can we rely on someone that if he gets a little feeling in his hamstring he has to come off and misses what he has missed 50 percent of the season at least 
can we rely on that? Well, no, you can't because the, you know, that's when, when people ask me what my, my best starting 11 is, I don't put them in my best starting 11 for, for, for Chelsea anymore, because you don't know if he's going to be fit week in, week out. And if he is fit, if he's not fit for 90, you can't, you can't put him on the pitch because that limits your substitution options and change the ways to change the game. Cause you know, you're going to have to make this substitute substitution at some point in the game. Right. You, so you can't have that. You have to have your starting 11 has to go 90 minutes, has to be fit for 90 minutes. So, uh, if you're look if you're looking to me, our front attacking three, uh, even though because and the only reason I have it this way is because the, the person plays on is going to be playing on the right would be Ziyech, Havertz, and Werner. Um, at this point, they seem to have found some sort of chemistry together. Uh, don't. I, I still Zesh worries me every time he tries to tries to hold up a ball or a ball gets played into him because he goes five miles away from him on his first touch. Um, but ha- for me, Havers and Werner are a must start. You, everybody can quarrel over the the third one in the attack. Um, but uh, Kovacic and Conte, uh, Chilwell, and um, James, and then the back three of Rudiger, uh, Tiago, and Christensen. I, I don't think, I think Aspie's great, but he, he really, his, his captaincy was, was gone in this game. Where, where was he grabbing players saying, hey, this, we're not allowing any more goals? It, you know, what, what, what did he do to lead the team back to keep them, keep the shape? What, he did nothing. So that and his lack of height, and his lack of pace, play Christensen there. And, of course, a Mendy in goal. But, you know, Mendy's limited, too, and you're seeing that as well. He is not somebody that's going to make an overarching amount of uh, spectacular saves. He's going to make the ones he should make. And, and he'll get one at one or two. But he's not going to keep you in a game. That's just not – that's why he's at Wren. That's why he had a hard time – getting a, a, a professional job playing. So we just have to understand that there's limitations where they're at and understand that's why we play the formation we play, try to find a, some, some chemistry and move forward. We have Porto at Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. So it's, you know, as, as down as we are, we, we, we need a win against Porto. Because we don't have a home leg, really. Both legs are in Seville. So, uh, we need to get... I guess they're still doing the home home away um, goal tally. Yeah, that still replies. So, you know, this first one is what? Uh, the away leg for us? Yeah, the away leg. So, we need to get a goal. We need to have at least one to the good. I don't care if it's one nil. I don't care how we get it. We just need to get it. And then, uh, what is it, Crystal Palace the next week, weekend? Yep. And we need to pick up that win and just start rebuild, build again. But we need, 
I think Tuchel's finally figuring out who is starting best starting eleven. The problem is they're not always available. You know, I'm sure he would have played Conte and, and Kovacic in this game if they were fit and available. Was it? Conte's not he'll miss four games. Is is what's reported. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I'm I I I was when that Kante news came out, I was so pissed off with Didier Deschamps because it always happens. Kante generally, Kante is normally okay when he's at Chelsea, but it's always when he goes on international duty, and Didier Deschamps plays him for the whole ninety minutes, whether he needs to be on or doesn't need to be on, and it's so frustrating. In a pointless friendly, he's kept him on for as long as he did, and then he gets the injury. It's just like. You know this player needs managing. Just, especially in a game that's not, I'm not being funny, pointless. World Cup qualifier, you're going to qualify. Yes, you was it was you weren't exactly having the right result. You could have taken him off, and you could have given him the title. It's just, I I, I hate I hate it because you get you get some international managers that are a bit more lenient to it, and that if there's play if a player struggling, they they'll. Not they'll not play him all the time, and they'll give they'll give him the time off, and not even if it's detriment to the team. But Didier Deschamps, he's he's just such an ah, oh, he pisses me off so much. I just wanted to get that run out because that that was a run I had before this game, and then obviously everything else came in. And I just decided to put it put it away because it's the least of my concerns. But oh, well, it, uh, wasn't it, very it's good a, here as a player either. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It it is. I mean, it is uh, one of those things. You know, if he's we've got way too many in, injury prone players in the team, and of course now there's. I, I I hope hopefully this is just people reminiscing about the good old days about bringing Hazard back. You, no, no, please no. He you you just it's like it's like going to see Fat Elvis. You know, Elvis was the best when he was thin. And then you had the late Elvis when he was going downhill. That's Fat Elvis. You don't want to see Fat El- You don't want to see Fat Hazard. You, you just want to remember him as, as he is now. You don't need to bring him back for that. It's not, there's no need for that. Yeah, I mean, it just frustrates me as well. If like, people keep writing off Ruben Loftus-Cheek, saying, oh, he's injury-prone, he's finished because he's had one injury that was a freak accident on a shitty pitch and some recurring back injuries that he's already got over and they like we're not going to give him a chance we're just going to sell him straight away yet i get so many people defending people like Pulisic and Kante to the grave when they're getting injured every three or four games and it's just they're like oh no they're not injury prone it's like they are like just come on agendas stop they are. They're both injury prone. Um, and, you know, the, the, the big talk in, 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 in American football or the big line is the best avail- your best ability is availability. And if you're not available, it doesn't ma- matter how great you are when you're on the pitch. If you can't get there, it doesn't really matter. Right. It it just you have to be able to do you have to be able to turn up for thirty eight games plus whatever in UCL but you have to be there be available for the majority of it if not 
then at a certain point you you've got to go. And that's for my favorite player. That's for your favorite player. It's for anybody's favorite player. If you're not getting, it, if you're not uh, on the pitch because of injury, eventually you got to go. Um, I don't. Unfortunately, for some players, it's going to be sooner rather than later, and others, it might be another year. But it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I mean, Mark, what's your opinion on the whole Pulisic drama? Well, I think it's pathetic how you can get injured jogging uh, onto the pitch. I know it's uh, not a high level. Whenever I've played, I've played injured anyway. And I know that's probably not the, a good way, uh, good advice or whatever, but you, you've got to be able to play. I mean, how he's been injured like literally five or six times already. He's only been playing for a season and a half. <clears throat> now, the positive side to this is that he will, will never commend high wages as a result of this. So because of this now... You know, we've got a super high quality squad player because he can't, re- he's got no leg to stand on, no pun intended. So, you know, we can use him when he is fit, that's an extra player in the team, but we can no longer rely on him. So, we, we, we're going to have to buy a top winger. No longer can really, you can't rely on somebody who just doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, this is when people were obviously talking, obviously, it's died down a lot more now, but the whole Sancho Harlan double deal. And at first I was like, well, we actually don't really need... Sa- I, at first I was like, well, do we actually need Sancho as much as everyone's saying we do? But now just seeing how dead Pulisic is in terms of injuries, hudson Doy, he also can pick up quite a few injuries. ZX just some turns up one minute, doesn't turn up the next. And then debates on whether Werner's a winger, whatever, all the rumours going on about it. I realise, I'm like, we actually, that would actually be a, we actually probably do need Jaden Sancho right now just to come in, even with yeah, the need, blatant we, holes that we have. We can need a lot of things, but <laughs> I'm not sure if those two players are going to want to come and play in the Europa League. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't even get me started on that. Oh, if we, don't, where, if we don't get top four, we are absolutely screwed. We're not going to. You know, we needed to win some of the big games. We managed to get those three big games. And the other stipulation I remember mentioning is we can't afford to lose to shit teams. And we've just lost to shit teams. And it isn't just losing to shit teams. It's conceding minus three. Um, Tottenham or Liverpool right on the heels. They're going to catch up. Everton will if they win both games. West Ham will if they win. You know, we've fucked it. We've completely screwed it up. so, and, and as I said, I mean, I know I'm not going to blame the managers. I'm done with that. Uh, there's no way this is on Tuchel. But if it were up to me, you know, we just got to play our best 11 every single game. And even if they get tired, they get tired. We need to win games. So, you know, throwing in the likes of like Zuma and other assorted shit players isn't going to work. So, you know, that's, that's the problem. But I, I think we, I've maintained it ever since he came in. I think we're going to come fifth and I, I stick to it. So you think top four is over there? Um, I'm not completely over, but I think it, it's almost done because, you know, that Man City-Leicester game was a banker for us to go two points behind, and we fucked that. So, and people saying, oh, that's such a great result, but it's not because we've still got to play City, and that's going to be an auto loss. So, you know, that, that's another three points gone. You know, and, and there's other shit teams that we'll probably drop to. You know, we need we need to win all of these games. We cannot afford to be losing 2-5 at home to fucking West Brom. Yeah, I mean, just as... What, what do you think on chances of top four? 
I think it's going to come down to the uh, last three weeks of the season, the last three games. Really do. Um, I think Leicester had the toughest road down the last three games. Um, I think we we just scrape in like uh, last year to top four. Um, I'm more interested in what we do in UCL and FA Cup. Uh, I think if we get by City in the semis, then uh, we have a pretty good chance of getting the FA Cup. And uh, I think we still have a good chance to get to the final. I think we're better. This team is better built to win against a team twice than a one-off. So I think getting to finals, we, we'd be okay. Um, you know, we're inconsistent in the season, but when you get into a cup game or a, a two-legged game, a two-legged tie, I think we'll do quite well. So I could see us. I think we're going to be in one of, one of the two finals, either the FA Cup or the UCL final. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was to talk about, for me, top four, I think it 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 it's on the it's it's on the brink of disaster again because again we don't we've we've done all that hard work with all the big games and everyone says oh but this is a one off loss we'll bounce back but if you think about it going back into the rest of Tuchel's games we drew to Leeds we drew to Southampton we could have lost that we drew to Wolves I know that was his first game but still Apart from the Burnleys and Newcastles, we've dropped points against all the shit teams. And that's that is my worry. I think we've we've always the last few years we've always been a team that we do turn up against the big teams, but as soon as there's a small team that we either we underestimate or we just don't ha- the team don't have the motivation to go on the pitch and put one hundred and ten percent in, and we end up losing them. And I think that's that's my worry. I think going to Crystal Palace next week. I'm extremely worried about that game. Not because Crystal Palace are a great team, but because they're not a great team. Because I feel, will we just have again that idea of, oh, it's only Crystal Palace. We can get, we, we, we don't have to try 100%. And then we get battered or we get beaten again. So I feel like when we do come against the West Ham's, we'll, I think we'll probably beat West Ham because there is actually some there's a big motivation for it. Against City, we'll probably lose because it is City, but we, we, I think we'll put up a fair good fight for it. The likes of Leicester, when we, play, when we do play Leicester, we, I think we've still got Arsenal to go. I know Arsenal ain't a great team, but I think we'll, we'll probably beat them because they're bigger teams. But it's the, it's the small games, the Brightons, the Crystal Palaces that I worry that if we lose against Crystal Palace next week, for me, that is top four done. If we lose against Brighton, that's top four done because it gets to a point where I don't, I don't, uh, Leicester have got a hard run of games, but I don't think they're going to drop enough points for us to catch them, especially if we don't beat them. And then you've got the likes of West, you're going to have to rely on Liverpool, Tottenham and West Ham and Everton all to drop enough points. We, we, we can't keep relying on teams to drop points. We need to win the points themselves. And that's what pisses me off about people saying, oh, Leicester lost to Man City. Yeah, it's three points fucking drop because we can't beat a fucking 19th place team. Ah, oh, it just 
it frustrates me. Do you know there was a stat that I saw during the game. West uh, West Brom have only scored twenty four goals this season in the Premier League. Eight of them have been against Chelsea. Been against Chelsea. That's nearly thirty two percent. Yeah, I saw that. That's awful. And, it's embarrassing. Thiago's worst two games with us have been against West Brom. Yeah, I mean, his first game was the three three draw, where he passed the ball to the guy to score. Yeah, I remember he had that slip, didn't he? Yeah, or he slept or something. It was, you know, something like that. Um, that's Alonzo, and that was the last time Alonzo. Oh, that was the line. that was the Alonzo bust thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez, I, I still don't think uh, that, that's that's one of the reasons I want Alonzo at the team because I, I just I, I, I once a player does that stomach like that that they they, they they I don't forgive him. It never takes a lot for me to forgive him in my books. Well, the, well, the he, argument is when he came back in the team, he's done extremely well. I mean, he wasn't the worst player today. He didn't cost us any goals, and he scored some important goals. So, well, I mean, yeah. I thought I thought one of the goals came down his side. Um, he's donkey slow on defense and Boots slow. But with nine men, I mean, with ten men, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, I, th- I don't think he really did. I mean, I'm trying to. There were so many goals. I'm trying to remember how they all came. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the it was it might, I think it was the third one that um, went into Robinson in the end. I think you right. just it was just a typical thing. It looked like Lonzo was in typical slow motion. Right. And I, obviously, it's not the main mistake, but you still, I just, I, I hate it that I just, every time see Alonso get beaten down and there's just, no, there's just no, the person's got an absolute free cross to put to anybody without Alonso because he's still spending 10, 15 seconds trying to catch up. It frustrates me. And just, again, that that bus incident, it's like the Kepa uh, final substitution thing. Both of them, in my mind, not, neither of them have rede- anywhere near redeem. It's not. A pu- it's good to take more than a purple patch for them to redeem that. In my eyes, they have to go and do something important to win a trophy and win me back. For me, both of them are on the top of my list to sell because of them reasons. That mentality that Alonso showed on that day is not the mentality I want in this team, and I think we have too many players that are like that in this team, and that's the one of the fundamental problems we have in this team. Yeah, I, I agree 100% that there's there's a lot of players that need to go. Um, it's just one of those things that the club runs. Uh, they have their price sets, and if you don't meet their price, you don't get the player, right or wrong. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot that needs to be cleared out. Um, that's not going to get us to the end of the season. You know, and actually, going forward... After we went down, we had plenty of chances to tie that game up. Um, I know Alonzo had one cleared off the line. Zuma missed two that he should have put in. Um, there was plenty of chances <laughs> to 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 uh, put some goals in and 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 maybe uh, draw or even even nick that game if we had done it because. When you have, when you're that low in the rankings, and you know you're going to be regu- re- re- relegated, at a certain point you play well, and then somebody comes back on you. You that that it creeps in, the doubt creeps in, 
and uh, you, 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 that's where you end up bottling games. And if we would have put some of those goals in, it might have come to that. So we'd still had our chances. As, as, as poorly as some of the players played, we had our chances to put some balls in the back of the net, and we didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much went wrong today, and it's just so I, I just I still don't I still don't understand I still can't fathom the fact that we've we've gone and lost five two at home, and realistically it could have been more, if I'm honest. West Brom, I, I wouldn't say they played, but they they played well, but we made them play, we let them play well, and I hate that once again it's another time where. We've conceded a few goals very quickly, and then we've just rolled on our backs and waved the white flag once again. And I think, again, you, I think uh, Jester's made the point about Aspia, the captain, to roll. As a captain, there's been too many results where Aspie has allowed this to happen. I mean, it's not all down to Aspie because, obviously, he's only one man. He can only do so much. But I don't see it enough. I don't see it on the pitch that he's trying to get players sort of... And we don't have enough of them leaders, and that's where again people talk. People talk about captains, and I, I still don't see enough captains beyond beyond Thiago Silva, who obviously undoubt, undoubted of his professionalism and leadership. There's not really much leaders out there. I could possibly point to a Rudiger at some point, but is he enough? You've got people are say, people are saying about Mason Mount as captain. I, I I'd give him I give it him. He's got the fight and loves the club. But it's, it's, apart from that, no, not really. It's just I hate I hate how we just give up in matches, especially at this point. Yeah, it's it it is a uh, we saw it for. You're right. Um, probably since I've been watching Chelsea play um, regular on the regular. There's always, I I, I guess after, uh, since the title winning season, yes, when we've gotten behind, it's heads drop. Okay, we know what's coming. Let's just ball up into fetal position and take it, right? Um, and that's what we did. We took it today. And any 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 kind of way, connotation you want to you want to pin on that, go ahead. They're probably all apt. Uh, the way you know. It it was bad, and that's why we lost for words. Because when you're angry or disappointed, the words elude you. But it it's just there's only so many synonyms for 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 crap, right? And that's what we saw out there today. And there's only so many so many ways to, to say that uh, we're in trouble because we don't have top four wrapped up. We've got to do something against Porto on Wednesday, and we've got we've got to shake some of this off. You know, I, there's a lot of weak. I see a lot of weakness now. I come from a, a maybe a different time where things were played differently, and penalties weren't given as softly as they are today. And so, if you had a knock or um, I guess I came from a more competitive time, but I, I, when I played, and when I'm talking 
when I played. I played high school sports. This this one allowed in any sport I ever played through my whole entire life. Anything like this, you there was somebody on the team that would step up and say, this ain't going to happen. I'm going to take some people to the woodshed. So uh, whether it's a hard foul, whether it's, you know, a shoulder to shoulder challenge that knocks somebody into the first row of the stands, I don't care what it is. You have to do something to light a fire. You know, we talk about the IX game a few years ago where, where Zuma comes dribbling down the pitch and doing crossovers and almost, put, you know, and then puts the ball in row Z. But that gave everybody a spark. Hey, you know, let's let's pick it up a little bit. And you didn't see that in this game. It was like, okay, well, we're not going to win this week. Let's just pack it in, boys. Let's go home. And that uh, kind of disturbs me. But that's not something I haven't seen before. So they need to put their big boy pants on and get to work. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just I don't understand it. As you said, it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be accepted on a for Sunday league pitch here in the UK, let alone in a professional game. And it's been, I could point again, six, seven, eight results where we've done that consistently, and it's it's disgraceful. Like today, I think apart from a ten sec, a ten minute flash of of better. Well, I wouldn't even say brilliance. I say being better of Kovacic that went it dimmed out as quickly as it came and Mason Mount trying even though he was you could tell he was exhausted from the international break because again Southgate plays him every bloody minute but we just isn't there's nothing there was nothing in this team today that showed me that we'd ever get back I know we got the goal in the end with Mason and then but it's it just it just it wasn't I just can't fathom it. It's just it, for me. It's just it's simply not good enough from this team, and it's it's just embarrassing. I just hope all these players tonight they hold their head in shame, and I hope Tuchel tomorrow just puts TV in a room and gets them to watch the highlights and just not embarrass them, but just show how poor they were in that match. So they can they can they can look at it and go well we need to step up and we need to step up fast, but I just I don't know call call me reactionary emotional but I, I I just don't I don't I don't believe that they can step up for the rest of the season that's that's I think that's the old overriding problem and I think Tuchel's not going to get anywhere if the whole squad is just going to be have this poor shit mentality at the moment. I I agree. Uh, they there's yeah there's me some, too. There's some people that need to pick up, pick it up. And there's there are some people. You have World Cup winners. You have Olivier Giroud. I know he doesn't get a lot of play time, but he's still probably one of the more respected players in that locker room. Um, you have Tiago Silva, who's who's played at top level for ages. There there's players there. Uh, I I would get I would think the most volatile of them all is going to be Rudiger. And um, I think he would have gotten a second red today. We'd had a second red because Rudiger would have took somebody out. We wouldn't have conceded because we wouldn't have made the mistakes that Zuma did. True, but if it was going this way, if he had somebody like like that on there, 
that you know would just flatten somebody just because they were having a bet, you know, it was going wrong. We didn't have any of that. I didn't see anybody yeah, try to flatten no a West Brom player. No fight. I mean, somebody should have at least kicked that Robinson in the face or something. We had no fight whatsoever. It, it, it's, you know, we, we had, we had uh, Timo Werner but was, was taken out in the box. Of course, it wasn't given. Okay, if, if, if uh, Tiago's is a foul, then that one is a foul. It's both, both tackles came after the play had been already settled. But one was given as a card, and one wasn't given as anything. Uh, that's my take on refereeing in the, in the Premier League. Um, but did we? Was there any payback pay, played against one of their players? That's that's the era I, I came from. That era of sports, uh, the bad bo- the bad boy Pistons in the NBA, where somebody, you know, in baseball as well, if somebody hits your batter, you're throwing at a player next inning, you know, just to say, hey, that's not acceptable. I don't see any of that. I don't see any of that. Um, you remember you took our guy down the box. Well, just let's see what's going to happen to your striker the next time we can get a hold of him. Well, I don't see any of that. And I, I know that some people think that's overrated, but it's a toughness mentality. It's a bunker mentality. It's, you know, I'm in for the fight. If 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 you want to take me off this pitch, you're going to take me feet first. And I don't see some of that, and that bothers me. Yeah, me too. I think <clears throat> I prefer coming from that kind of thing that, you know, you, you put one back on them if you get one on you. And, I, yeah, there was none of that today. Um, there w- it was very – everything about it was terrible. It's pretty hard to be positive about it because, I mean, the result – I don't think we kind of appreciate how shambolic this result actually is. I mean, this isn't 2-5 against Manchester City. This is West Brom. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people on Twitter that don't seem to understand. And well, they, no, they, I, I think I think they're blocked. They I, I honestly Mason think Mount, Sorry to interrupt you. Mason Mount scored, so that that's a win for half of football Twitter, isn't it? Oh, don't, oh yeah, God, oh, don't even get me started on that. But it's like, it, honestly, there's some people that are in denial. That they, it's it's like as if they seem it's like a Manchester City or a Manchester United or a Barcelona or something like that. It's a Barcelona, they, West Brom may have played like Barcelona at times, but they certainly ain't a Barcelona. They're a relegation tide that's been one of the worst teams in Premier League history. And I think they, they scored one goal in the last five games and then they scored five against us. It's just Ridiculous. absolutely dreadful. And that Callum Robinson, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't hate a lot of people. But this guy, absolutely, it might, it's probably shit If it was Rudiger, we'd, we'd be cheering it on. But we're West Brom fans, must love it. Five, he scored five goals in his Premier League career, and all five of them have been against Chelsea. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> and every time he has that little stupid, he, he does a stupid little celebration just to mug it even more. And it's just like, well, I can't... He'll be I, in the- Championship next season, so yeah, but both him and David fucking McGoldrick both be in the championship, and hopefully, we'll, <laughs> well, that's half our goals probably gone by that point. McGoldrick's little muscle celebration as well. <laughs> oh my god, ah, oh, don't even, oh, don't even start. It's just, it's painful. 
It's actually, pa- I, I, I'm going, I'm, I'm going through like loads of cycles of just anger to just depression, just to numbness, and then all back again. But one thing I just want to ask before we finish, and this will probably need a fairly long answer from each of you. It'll be a little bit of a tough question to put you on the spot, but what? what needs to be done this summer in terms of who do we need to bring in and this will if this will be with Chelsea getting top four because I know it will change if we don't get top four but who do we need to bring in and what players would you get rid of whether we can or cannot get rid of them if prices begs the question but who would you get rid of starting with Jesters well I'm going to keep some of this a little bit shorter um I'm just going to talk about getting rid of the players that are actually on the roster as of today, not on loans. They're actually can be picked for uh, Chelsea Football Club as of today, because that list is very long. If we go into uh, those are on loan. <laughs> uh, look, just from today, Jorginho, Alonso, Zuma. Um, I think it's ready for Aspie to go. I think he needs to be in a, in uh, La Liga or Serie A. I think it's time for him to go. Um, let's see who else. Probably that's oh, that was on the pitch today. Uh, I don't see a place for Emerson here. I just don't think he wants to be a backup. He wants to be a starter. And if you can bring in... Um, somebody uh a different left back to 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 back up chill well that'd be fine um as far as as people to bring in i'll name them off um first one would be cassie from ac milan and this is how you get it done it's very simple they they want tamori i think his his option is 28 million pounds the thing is with buying and selling for FFP, what's what's left of it is when you sell a player, you get to put the entirety of that amount on your books for that year. When you buy a player, you you only put the amount that you pay per year on your book. So we buy Kessie for fifty million, and they turn around and buy Tamori for twenty eight. And then they can use the remaining 12 to put down on Tanali to replace Kessie. So there's Kessie. There's your midfield. Uh, we need a winger. And more than I, I think we need a striker. Um, I think Tammy leaves this summer because uh, he won't sign a new contract. Not because anybody else comes in. Because if he doesn't sign a contract, he's gone. Uh, Giroud will leave because... He's yearly. So um, I, I would say uh, Sancho is still a possibility. Um, or you could look at, at, at a Hakimi. I mean, there's a, just a, a, a numerous of, uh, number of wingers out there that you could bring in. I think they're also looking at Andrea Bellotti from Torino as a possibility at, at striker. Uh, but uh, as far as center backs, there's only two that I would see to bring in Zuma, of course, going out. 
Um, I'd like to see either Strinyar or uh, Delict come in. Uh, I know I know Enter have to sell probably two big players. Uh, their their owners in financial problems. Uh, so that's why there was a possibility on Lukaku. Um, but if we decide against Lukaku and go a different direction there, you could always look for Skriniar or uh, Delict would be the other one I'd look at because I, Juventus might be in the same type of problem. Um, and then uh, I would actually look at goalkeeper. And if Donnarumma can be had, then we we go after him. I I watched him play. He's still young, so he's still developing, but he... Um, probably more adept at making a spectacular spa- uh, save than Mendy is. So, um, just on that point alone, I would uh, I would look at that. But that's that's how I would roll uh, an attacking option, whether it's a striker or a or a winger, depending on how you want to set up your front attacking formation. Uh, a CDM, a center back. Um, some depth at left at left back, and and if you're gonna get if you're gonna send Aspie downstream, of course you have to get some depth at the right back. But those are, um, those are positions that you can you can get value at and not necessarily spend a whole bunch of money. But there are, there there are a lot of there, you know another six or seven players need to come in. Yeah, I mean, I assume your striker would that be Harland, or is there any other strikers that you? would well, add to the list as possibilities. Like I said, they, they're looking at Balada or Balotti at Torino, Andrea Balotti, <clears throat> Um as a third choice. Uh, they want $102 million for Lukaku. Uh, he, would guarantee, he would probably give you 25 goals. I know he's not everybody's favorite, but 25 goals from a striker. Okay, yeah, I'm all about that. If you could, if you could, if you could say... The striker's going to get 25 goals for you next season, but it's going to be Lukaku. I'll buy that all day long just because that's 25 goals from a striker. When was the last time he had 25 goals at that position? It's probably a fair ways back. Uh, of course, Holland, if you can get Holland and, and, and Roman wants to put out, you know, 165 million pounds, which is 135 million for the for what uh, Dortmund won and 30 million for for what Mino's going to want. That's 165 million on a he'll, he'll sign a 5-year contract, but he'll be gone in 3. 5-year contract, you've got to so you've got to put a, a, a chunk of change down and then pay on that for 5 years. So Yeah, I would take Holland because he's he's going to give you 25 goals a game too. That's you know, uh, but what we don't need to get lost in is the fact that we sure up our defensive uh, issues and we can go to a back four instead of playing a back five, puts another either midfielder or attacking player on the pitch, right? We take a defensive player off, put an attacking or a, a supporting player in. <clears throat> so you go back to a three midfielder, or if you're going to play a four two two two, you can you can do that as well, which I think Tuchel will pro- would probably do. You could either say that's a four-two-four or four-two-two-two, and so you could you could you could get away with not having to bring another striker in because you'd be playing a pair up top. Um, but I I think that 
the consensus is is you do need an attacking player, whether that's a winger or a striker, because Timo's flexible, Ziyech is flexible, Havers is flexible, and Mount's flexible. I still didn't put Christian uh, in there because who knows when he's available. Until it gives me a run of 20 games where he's available, all 20 games, I just won't put him in there. But that's about that's about all I have. Yeah, I mean, it's very. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with all. Your, yeah, all your options. I think over the whether that for me, I think a couple of them options I'd say would be more of a course of over two seasons rather than just this summer. But I think. That's what we need this summer. I just think it's unfortunate. I just don't know whether we can get that all done this summer, which is a problem. I think it's the problem is we haven't done enough in previous summers, and that's why this massive congestion of just shit is still here and not been got rid of over the last few summers. Um, Marv, what, what, who would you get rid of this summer, and who would you, what positions and players would you bring in this summer if we get obviously well, top four? I think it's obvious we need, there are a few areas that we need. I'm uh, basing this on the fact that they're kind of going to be related a bit to the ones I think should leave. So uh, Zuma, Tammy, Giroud, Kepa and Emerson are the ones I should I say out. And I mean, those are the current squad that are playing. There's a lot more outs that are currently on loan, like Barkley and, and other assorted useless footballers. Um, but in terms of bringing in, I didn't put a centre-back on there because I don't like the centre-backs that Jester's mentioned. I definitely don't want Skriniar. I definitely don't want De Ligt either. Um, and I don't think that the top defender is really out there for us. Uh, the one that we could have had was Upa Meccano because of his athleticism and he's gone to another play. So I don't think... And even him I wasn't sure about. So I don't know if there's much available unless there's you know, someone like Ramos on a free if it was a possibility, which I would definitely take. But um, in terms of my bring-ins, now... Uh, the, as far as the, the ultimate goes, it's obviously Haaland. If we can't get Haaland, the other ultimate is Mbappe. These are the ones we need to target. We need to target the greatest players in the world, not, not average ones that can't control the football. Um, so I've got those two at my top priority. And I think being as Giroud and Tamiel both leave, then we should be looking at Aguero on a free. It's absolutely massively a yes from me there because I think that he could still offer a lot for two or three years, maybe. Um, I, I want a winger, just like uh, Jesters was saying, but I don't really like Sancho that much. My choice is still Wilfred Zaha, and the reason I chose him is because he can score a lot of goals. He can actually win games on his own, and I think that's, at the moment, something that we don't currently have. We don't have somebody that people are scared of playing against. <clears throat> so I thought Pulisic was that guy, but you can just throw the guy to the floor and you won't see him for three months. So, you know, I think Zaha's still got that, that kind of uh, dynam dynamism to give, and especially when he does it at a team where everyone focuses him. Uh, for the club like Chelsea, it would be better, I think. Um, for the DM position, Kessie uh, is okay, not against that one. I prefer Kamavinga, someone who's got a bit more skills at feet. I think he suits our way of play. Um, so really, if we're, we're talking about kind of those are my, I would say off the top of my head, my main five that I would kind of target. Um, if we're talking about centre-backs, as I say, that there's no one I can really think about that would really excite me, that would really improve the team. Um, but if we can get someone like a Ramos on a free, then I'll definitely look at that avenue rather than overspending on somebody that's not really impressive, like Canate or someone like that, or Skriniar, for example. So um, I definitely, yeah, I think we're in a bit of a problem with that. But hopefully we won't be, you know, I, we still need, we need the 20-goal striker. 
And so if we're not getting Haaland, we're not getting Mbappe, we have to go down that list and see what else is there. What else is there? There's Harry Kane. Um, you know, this if we're looking at... I don't want Lukaku, so I'm, he's not going in my, my list. I, I think he's a born flop waiting to happen. Um, but we, we need those goals. Uh, so that, I mean, big money needs to be spent. Yeah, I mean, again, I think most of your options I'm quite in tuned with. Um, I do agree with you on the point of the centre-back, I think. My issue, I think I want to get rid rid of not even just one, I think two for me, I would if I could. But I just don't think there is really too much of a target to bring in in that respect. I think my, my idea of it is it, I don't want to bring in. I don't want to get rid of a bum to bring in another bum. If I get what yeah. I mean, I think it's, that yeah. will just be again waste of time and money. I think maybe Skriniar or Delict could do well, but for, for me, I don't see enough of it at the moment from both of them, especially for the price that they would um, be from you, you like Juventus, and I know Inter need money, but they've. They've put 100, over 100 million on Lukaku, so I guarantee Scrini is also going to cost a lot of money in terms of price tag. For me, to get in terms of getting rid of players, I think one of Alonso or Emerson need to go. Um, one of Christensen or Zuma need to go. Um, as P, why I understand that his legs are going, I think just for the fact that I don't think we can get everything done this season. I think I'd keep him for one more and then let him go the previous the next season. Um, I'd get rid of Jorginho with a heart, no, no doubt about that. Um, I think Giroud will leave anyway. I also think Tammy will leave anyway. Um, and then in terms of the incomings, I think Haaland, the striker, has got to be top of the list. If not, um, for me, then that, that after that it is a massive downgrade. I think Aguero, as good as he is, not for a first choice because I think for one, again, if we talk about the injuries. It's bringing another injury-prone player, so I think if he wants to cover backup option, which is where I would bring him in, I don't. I feel it's just a, it's a, it's not a really a good decision to bring him in straight on the bat. Um, in terms of other strikers, I think Belotti is very on-off. One one season he's really good, next season he's pants. So for me, again, I, I like Marv's options. I think Harry, you, talk, you look at the likes of Harry Kane. Even if it, if you're scraping it, you could possibly look at the likes of Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Is he an option we could bring in, which would be cheaper than the rest, but still a bit more raw and not as much potential. But again, it's one of them things. I think in terms of the winger, I would go with either Sancho or Zaha. I mean, I'm not really too fast at which one we get. I just think with Sancho's one year left, I think there is a bit more of a bargain you could get out of Dortmund at that point, um, which could be good. Um, in terms of the defensive midfielder, I think we do need a defensive midfielder. And I do like the option of Frank Kessie. I think, again, like Jester said, he would work really well with N'Golo Kante, especially in a 4-2-2-2. But I think... It's one of them options where we ha- there is so many options you could pick. And with the French League, where they have their TV deal that's collapsed, the likes of Camavinga, Tuetchimic... Oh, I always can't pronounce his name. But 
Tuchimeni, that's it. They're going to be there, and they're going to be there on quite a cheap price compared to what they were. I mean, Kamavinga last summer was being linked to 75 million pound moves. Now it's rumoured to be 25. Um, and that's not because he's playing crap. It's just because they need the money. And there's also another one, which is the only the only option that I would consider bringing in as a what I'd call a temporary centre-back is Bubakari Kamara from Marseille because he can play that defensive midfield role and a centre-back role, and he's played the centre-back role quite a bit. So that's the only option I'd consider bringing in if I was to get rid of Zuma. But again, that would only be a short-term fix at the back. Um, in terms of goalkeeper, it depend. It will depend on Donnarumma. Personally, I think he's just trying to get a new contract. I don't think he will be available in the summer. But if he is, I think again that's a deal that I would need. I would want to get done. And obviously, then you'd see Kepa go the other way. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's what I'd do this summer. Um, Obviously, and you'd think about the next summers, you'd want to get rid of whichever one of Emerson or Alonso you don't get rid of and then get a left back in. You'd get rid of Aspi, get a right back in. And then you would, again, that's next season, you'd have to look as your big signings would be the centre-back from somewhere. Um, which for me, I think the best option that you could possibly get out there is a Marquinhos, but you're going to have to spend a hell of a lot to try and get him anywhere near out of PSG. Um but it's something Chelsea have got to put their money into, and I think they can do it. They've got enough bodies, whether it's here or out out on loan, that they can throw to get value out, even if it's not at their full potential value. We need to throw bodies out there, get money in, and bring quality in. We can't be going for these mediocrity sign-ins. Of, I'm hearing fans talk about people like Patrick Bamford up front, and it's just, no, it's it, it's like out. It's just like even Lukaku, I, I get the point that he scores a lot of goals, but when it comes to the big games, he flops. And it's it's yeah. it's a known thing, whether it is Belgium, whether it is in the Premier League for United, whether it's the Premier League for Everton. All right, he's doing better in Serie A, but I think it's more of a, he's suited to Serie A a lot with his game rather than he's improved in this dramatic fashion. So... It's hard. I think there's a lot there's a lot of work to do and I think I still have a lot of doubts whether this board can do it because I think last summer, as good as we all thought it was, I don't I think it is a little bit overrated for what um everyone says. Um I think there are sign ins that you look at and you go they looked good on the eye but do they actually really fit a system? I think the problem is we also have we also tend to buy a lot too many players that are system highly system based players and will fit one manager system, but then we get rid of that manager in two one or two years because they're not good enough, and then you bring in a manager that's comp- a completely different style, and then that player suddenly can't play in that system. It's a bit of a waste of money. I find the ma- one of the main problems we've got on this team is we've got players that can play at a three at the back, players that can play four at the back, players that can play possession-based system, players that can play a counter-attacking system, but there's not enough of any of them styles to play to play one singular one. And I think the board and Tuchel need to decide what they're going to play next season 
And in terms of that respect, who they need to get rid of. And I think we've said a lot of names that are kind of obvious to get rid of, but I think there might be a Pulisic, a Werner, a Ziyech. One of them, I think, will go because they don't they just simply don't fit the system and may produce some sort of value um what do you guys think yeah i would agree with all of uh, those points like uh it seems like there's not much planning when they bring certain players in because um you know if they needed a nine and they bought Werner and Werner doesn't fit the system why did we we buy this player it, it does does make me wonder when people are saying oh they don't fit this, this system why did they they, they bring this player in yeah, definitely. I think that's an issue with like Werner, for example. I think where I think he does fit in is the four-two-two-two that uh, Jester talks about, um, and I hope Tuchel does go. That is my probably preferred system that I think he goes to that. But then you look at there's a multiple amount of players that you have to get rid of that don't fit that system, and I think that's a massive problem Chelsea have, and they've got to figure out as soon as possible. Um, Jesters, what do you think on that point? Well, yeah, I, I think uh, some other people you might see leave, you might see Callum Hudson-Odoi leave this summer as well. Um, and I, I've brought this up other places and everybody's like, oh, no, he's not leaving. Um, but why would he stay? He's 20. He'll be 21 next year. He's not getting consistent game time he thinks he should be getting consistent game time and with everybody we say we want to sell there has to be a buyer for that that person right there's you know it's a it's a two-person deal it's you got to have a buyer and a seller or it doesn't work and i think that uh, tammy and callum are easy to move um Next after that, of people that would be surprised would be Ziyech would be easier to move. Christian is not going to be easier to move. Number one is because he, he, he does, he makes a lot of money for the club. Number two, why are you going to pay $60 million for somebody who's injured? You're not going to do that. Um, so are you going to sell them at a reduced cost? No. So people always say, well, that's, that's just because you, you're, you're a Pulisic fan. And I'm like, well, that's true. That's a fact. I am. But I also know business. And I also know you can want what you want for somebody, but people are only, anything is only worth what somebody will, will pay for it. And whether it's, it's contracts, whether it's anything. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have a, a very easy contract to move because of his injury history. Um, Werner, you could. Um, it would have to be a German side. Uh, and, you know, if it came down to it and Dortmund doesn't get Champions League football and Holland says, well, I'm out. Dortmund goes, fine. Somebody come up with 150 million euros. I don't see very many clubs coming up with 150 million euros. At all. Um, so you could see Werner going that way to less to lessen the cost because Dortmund would say, well, yeah, Timo Werner, German, German national team, 
And that's somebody we can sell to our fan base. Uh, so that's that's the way I look at things. I don't look at it as favorites. I'm looking at what if I was a buying or selling one of these contracts, which ones would I want to buy? Because which ones would have the most value to, to turn around and sell again? And of course, Tammy's and Callum's would because if you get them for reasonable rates, forty, you know, forty to fifty million on Tammy, if he's sold in England. Um, same with Callum if he's sold in England. I don't think you're going to get eighty million pounds for Callum, like Byron was going to offer. Um, but those those are the contracts you can actually move. So we'll see what they want to do. Uh, but it, that's all mute, moot point as Liverpool sc- scores to make it 1-0 uh, if we don't get top four. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, some very good points. Um, yeah, I think there will there will be something that will happen in the summer in terms of a big player that we the fans wouldn't expect or want to go that will go. And I think as much as... Par for the course pe- for me, then. Huh? Par for the course. They regularly go for players that I actually want. Like, I mean... It's, it's, oh, yeah. Like, of course. Yeah, but, Marv, there's, you, you, you have such a higher sense that yeah. nothing surprised to you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's annoying because, like, you know, I miss when there's, like, someone really exciting that you wanted, you know? I uh, really miss that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just frustrating as well because what people are not for, uh, not remembering is that soon FIFA have got this idea that uh, the new regulations come in about the limit on a number of players you can have out alone, and it's going to get to a point where we we won't be able to send twenty players out on loan anymore, because and we'll have to sell these players on. We just can never seem to find any buyers. I mean, you've got people like Bakioko, Drinkwater, and Michi Batshuayi that still take a wage out of this bloody club. And I, I still don't understand how, after all these years, we still have these players. And I know Jester said about we need a buyer, but I think Marina's going to just have to get into her mind that we can't make a profit on all these players and we're going to have to take losses. It might be losses, but. In, in in terms of directly the player, but we've made profits and other players, and it will only just hopefully be a relative loss in terms of the players we bring in and the improvement we make exponentially by these players. It's just I don't know I I don't understand why we how we're going to solve this. Um, guys, do you think we'll we'll actually sell a lot of players this summer, or do you think we'll struggle again? Struggle. I think I, I well, it depends on what how the season finishes is for the cups and stuff, doesn't it? But if we don't win anything and we come fifth, then there's going to be big problems. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Um, obviously, all you guys listening, it's been a bit of a therapy session for me, Marvin Jesters, at the moment to get through this result. I hope it's a nice little therapy session for you as well. Free to listen. Thank us for that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, just before we go, uh, I'd like to say thank you to Jesters. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me again. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, uh, you two are probably 
two of my favorite people to discuss football with and Chelsea. So uh, always grateful that you have me on. I appreciate it. No worries, Jesters and Marv. 